It's the Dogcast episode number 245, Bulldogs versus the Commodores, the Big Bad Bruce edition. It's the Dogcast, episode number 245, me and Old Dog in the bunker. It's homecoming week, Old Dog. We got Vanderbilt. We got the changing of the color. I'm calling this Big Bad Bruce episode, man. What do you think <laughs> What do you think about the new dog? Well, he looks mean. He looks, he looks old school. He looks lean. He does, and that's definitely what we need. I totally agree. I think he looks awesome, man. I mean, he, you know, he's a puppy. I mean, he's only like 11 months old. He's only like 55 pounds. Uh, Sonny Seiler said that, um, you know, 60 pounds is like the ideal weight. I'm telling you, if this dog is 55 pounds, then I think, uh, Ugga 7 or Ugga 6 was, must have been 155 pounds. Without a doubt. I'm telling you, August Six's head weighed more than this dog weighs. <laughs> but he he looks cool. He looks old school. He looks lean and mean. I like it. I'm excited about Ugga Eight being back on the sidelines. Absolutely. It's about time we had an Ugga, you know. And oh, Russ, you know, uh, Russ was doing okay up until the South Carolina game, but he he took a turn for the worse here in the last five weeks. I think, you know, as, as yeah, far as Russ it, definitely did. His record, you know, kind of went downhill here at the last minute. But let's talk about Vanderbilt. We got the Vanderbilt Commodores coming in town this week, coming off of a huge victory for the program, 52-6. to They beat Eastern Michigan last week. Now, Eastern Michigan is 0-3 in the MAC, to give you an idea of how good they are. But, um, hey, 52 points, man. Vanderbilt's feeling it. They're feeling the offensive. They're, they're, they are ready to roll. You got two teams coming off of high-scoring games with Vanderbilt and Georgia. What do you think, old dog? Well, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for us, I think, without a doubt. Um, hell, they're all tough. Yeah. You know, in another noon, another noon kickoff, so I don't know what to think of that. Uh, although, you know, the last one went okay for us. Sure. Uh, they don't defend very well against the run, and apparently we're down to one running back. Yeah, you know, um, it's going to be, I think, uh, you know, I think Carlton Thomas may be able to play some this week. I mean, you know, he's still being kind of gimpy in practice, but I I have a sneaking suspicion he's going to get some reps, and uh, I'm thinking they may not pull the red shirt off of uh, Malcolm unless they just have to, you know? Oh, I don't think that would happen. I think they'd put Munson Meyer back there before they did anything. Sure. I think it's going to be Ely getting the majority of carries, Munson Meyer in short yardage situations with a little bit of Carlton Thomas if he's, if he's feeling good. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay uh, with that. I think, let me tell, let's talk about Washon for a second. Let's talk about Ely getting the bulk of the carries. Um, you know, what is it going to take to get this kid's head right? I think he needs to score early. Yeah. And, you know, given the ball and some, responsible situations uh you know he's got to get that fumble thing off of his back yeah yeah I, I definitely i think he's got to get that put behind him and the fastest way to do that is to put six points on the board no doubt 
I mean, all he needs to do is protect the ball and protect Murray. Protect the ball when he's got the ball, and when you don't have the ball, protect Murray. Yeah. That's and, I mean, I think if we can do that, and, I mean, the other thing is, you know, depending on how we go, if uh, we're not going to be able to run the ball, man, let's just go to somebody in the backfield and just throw it every down. Throw it every down, baby. I tell you, Vanderbilt's defense, um, you know, you know, this week is uh, Warren Beelan, our excellent, most excellent linebackers coach, will be facing his old team, his old staff for the first time. Do you think that gives us an edge in preparing? Do you think he's going to be able to help our offense with a little bit of preparation and what they need to look for and who they need to target? You know, I would think so to some extent on that. I'm just not sure how much of a carryover there has been. You know, with Vanderbilt, with Johnson gone, you know, and everything else. Sure. Hey, by the way, because I mean, he certainly knows the personnel, though. We were talking. Uh, if you don't know, Vanderbilt's coach's name, Robbie Caldwell, because a lot of people don't know Vanderbilt's coach's name. It's not Bobby Johnson. It's not the Steve Martin lookalikes. If you're looking down there on the sideline for Steve Martin, he's not there. It's a new guy. His name is Robbie Caldwell. I just a little public service message there for Bulldog fans. And we do appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, our our offense against their defense, you're feeling pretty good. You think we may be able to run against them? You think we may be able to pass against them or what? Well, you know, I think we'll probably be able to pass against them. I mean, they're I think they're 11th against the run. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we ought to be able to run against them. Right. Okay. That sounds but, good to me. You know, man, I don't know. I mean, you know, so far you would have thought we'd been able to run against Tennessee, too. Sure, we got lots. We would have been able to run against Colorado. (laughs) So, you know, I just don't, you know, at this point, till they prove it to me, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the run game. We're not going to take it for granted. No. Now, But, you know, I do like the fact that, you know, we're going to have one back in there most of the time, Mm -hmm. I would think. And, you know, let's see if we can develop a rhythm and go with that. Sure. I, I, I totally agree. I'm all in on that. Now, you know, we haven't talked about the Caleb King thing. Let's talk about why we only have one running back. There's a lot of people that want to know, old dog, what you think about this. You know, Coach Rick stepped up his, you know, stepped up the penalty, two game penalty, trying to get people's attention. Obviously, the one game penalty didn't get enough. But, you know, I mean, I know you read the police report. I mean, I just don't know what's going on down there. I really don't. I mean, you you know, the whole reason Caleb King got in trouble is because his brother got pulled over on a suspended license. Uh, you know, Brandon, he, uh, Caleb King's brother, he ain't got a license, so they call Caleb King to come down. He's got a bench warrant. I mean, does anybody down there have a driver's license? Man, I don't know. What the hell, it, man? I mean, it's like it everybody's is. in trouble, you know? It is pretty bizarre. We got some. We also. I know. I know. I tell people. I make. I make a deal of not listening to calls. Old dogs. Have you listened to the calls we got this week? We got three great calls, and one guy, Brazelton dog, really wants to know what we're talking about in terms of what we think it needs, what we need to do to get this team back under control. Can it even be gotten back under control? But um, I think we got some great calls at the end of this show. Some really funny, great calls. But what do you think about the Caleb King situation and the two game suspension? Well, you know, I mean, I, I go both ways on it. I mean, it seems like it's a pretty tacky reason to suspend the kid. Sure. You know, on that. But in turn, with all that going on, um, I think Rick did need to send a message to the team. Plus, he was just going to get brutalized if he didn't. You know, because, I mean, as silly as this sounds, only us within the Bulldog Nation kind of know 
what it is. You know, the headline is another bulldog player arrested. Sure. You know, and that could be for murder, you know, right on down the line. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, this ain't Caleb King's first time being in trouble either since he's been in Athens. So, you know, but I'll tell you, I was actually, I was actually surprised by it. I mean, when I first heard about it, I thought maybe a couple of quarters. I was thinking half game. Because, I mean, the the infraction was so small. But, like you said, when you factor in the fact that he needs to send a message and you factor in the fact that, uh, you know, he's been in trouble before, I, I guess it was the right message. I guess it was the right penalty to send. Um, plus, you got the fact. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for damn scooters and driver's licenses, we, we'd have a pretty clean team. You know, I mean, scooters, driver's licenses, oh, and speeding man. tickets got us in trouble, buddy. There, no doubt about that. And there's there's no way you could be on the Georgia program and not know that not paying a speeding ticket is a bad idea. I mean, you know, yeah. everybody is on board now with the fact that we're we got to cut down on tickets. And yeah, Caleb, it's just kind of ridiculous there. And you know, did you see the quote from Brian McClendon? I mean, this guy is the master of understatement. I mean, he is the king of understatement. He said that uh, you know Caleb King made a lot of a lot of strides towards separating himself as being the man, being the guy, being the prim- the primary ball carrier. And then he said, but obviously, this ticket and this suspension. Is gonna hurt him a little bit, you know. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, he's not gonna be on the field. That that is gonna set him back from being the man, Brian. Thanks a lot on that, Coach McClendon. Um, no doubt about that. But um, well, what do you think about when when Vandy's offense is on the field versus our defense? What do we need to get done there? Need to need not to bite on the wheel route. Yeah, you you need to get off the field on third down. You know. Again, yeah, and and the big thing there is. And, uh, you know, a couple other folks have pointed it out. We need to stop the third and long. Uh, that has seemed to be a real nemesis for us. I mean, we are last in the SEC at this point, uh, on third down defense, which means anyone we play apparently is going to be real good on third down offense. No doubt. I mean, you take Tennessee last week. Tennessee was like two and 42. On yeah. third down, over six yards, and uh, you know they threw a 38-yard touchdown on a third and 12 last week. Yeah, I mean, I mean we need to get to the point where you know when it's third, you know third and one, sometimes you're not going to stop them. Right. But third and ten, I mean, you know that should be that should be made one out of nine, one out of ten times, not the other way around. Yeah, third and 12, you can't be giving up a 38-yard touchdown when the receivers get behind your defensive backs. You can't exactly. have receivers getting behind defensive backs on third and 12. Just just can't happen. And no. look, with Vanderbilt's offense last week, you know, they had a lot of first. A lot of first. Uh, you know, like the longest pass of the season, longest catch in my career, longest run in my career. They had a lot of, you know, they got a lot of repetition. They had 558 yards of offense last week. Um, Larry Smith kind of settled in at quarterback and, you know, made some plays, ran for a touchdown, threw some touchdowns. I know it was against inferior competition, but they're going to be, you know, they're, they're feeling pretty good about their offense coming into this game. We need to make a statement early. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we beat these guys 34 to 10 in Nashville last year. I'd like to beat them something like 34 to 10 this year. And we cannot <laughs> let Vanderbilt get on the field and start thinking they're going to have a track meet with us, you know? No, that's for sure. That's for sure. And, you know, it, you know, again, it's just, you know, the defense has got to step up and play. I think they showed some, you know, it's hard to say against Tennessee, but I do think there was some improvement there. 
and we need to continue to play, and hopefully sometime tomorrow, Boss Bailey's going to talk to the team. Yeah, hopefully. I tell you what, you talk about a booster paying foot in the bill to get Boss Bailey to Athens, no problem. If we have to get Boss Bailey to Athens every game from now the rest of the season, let's get it done, you know? Absolutely. Um we need this win, guys. This is a big game for the Bulldogs. We need this to 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 keep going in the SEC East. This is I I think it's pretty clear that Vanderbilt. Um, I, I want to say that Vanderbilt's the worst team in the East, and we need to beat them to prove that. Because if we don't beat them, by God, you know it's like uh, like they say, old dog. When you look when you're riding on a city bus and you look around and you can't spot the crazy person. You're the crazy person, you know? You got that right. Um, so that's the deal. If we can't beat Vanderbilt, it turns out we might be the worst team in the East, you know? So we really, we really need to take care of business this weekend. No doubt. No doubt about it. What else you want? What else you looking for out of the team to get done this weekend? I mean, I'd like to see us establish a run game. I mean, I know. What? You know, we got, we haven't covered that yet, old dog. What are you talking about? That's crazy. You you know, I know we got. Absolutely. You know, I know we got Caleb King out and Carlton Thomas. What I'd like to do is see see our offensive line take control of the line of scrimmage. Right. And if we do if we do that, Washon Neely ought to be able to have a big day. You want to see Washon Neely do his best, Marcus Lattimore, don't you? You want to see uh, 35 carries for 180 yards. I tell you, I want to see I want to see the Washon Neely I saw against Georgia Tech last year. No doubt, and I'd really like to see the offensive line I saw against Georgia Tech last year. Mm, I tell you what, that would be great. That would be a nice combination against this Vanderbilt team. Ain't no doubt about that. You know, on special teams, what about uh, what about the possibility of AJ Green returning some punts this week? You think we might get him back out there to return some more punts? I, you know, he had plenty of there were plenty of opportunities for the coaching staff to put him in last game. You know, he did the one, and then I think after that, it was all Logan Gray. Yeah, I so you. I don't I, I don't think that's going to fly. You know, I tell you, Logan Gray looks like a kid who's close to busting one too. I think he, yeah. want, I think he hears us talking about him being the master of the fair catch. You know, I think he wants to run one back so bad he can't stand it. And listen, dude, I want that too, buddy. Um, no doubt. I, I think he's, I think he's close to busting one. I think this might be the week he could do it if he really bears down. Um. I, I don't know. I, I want to see some good news out of Blair Walsh, too. Blair Walsh just continues to raise the bar for himself. Drew Butler's coming into his own. Blair Walsh doing his thing. Big bad Ty Fricks, long snapper, unsung hero. <laughs> I gotta, gotta say his name as much as possible. Ty Fricks. Way to go, Ty Fricks. Um, anything else, though, man? What else do you think? Uh, you know, it's Vanderbilt. It's homecoming. It's changing it, the collar. Vanderbilt, homecoming, new dog. I mean, you know. The team ought to be fired up. Yeah. I mean, really, if you can't get up for homecoming, buddy, if you can't get up to beat an SEC East divisional opponent, if you can't get up for a brand new UGA, who can you get up for? Exactly. So uh, I agree, old dog. I think it's a big game. It's a 12, was it 12 or 12-20 kickoff? 12, like 12-21. There you go. 12-21 kickoff. Um like man, I just I just really want to get this game under. I want to get this game going and get this thing under our belt as as quickly as possible. We need yeah. to put, we need to put Vanderbilt's offense away early. Let's get on a win streak. Absolutely, man. Wouldn't that be great? A yes, two, it would. A two game winning streak. String string more than one win together. All right, buddy. Um, well, dog fans, I think that's going to just about do it for us. That's what we. That's got. it. There ain't a lot to say about Vanderbilt. There ain't a lot to say about the Commodores, the Doors, the Commodores, except they're coached by Robbie Caldwell. 
Hey, there you go. Robbie Caldwell bringing his show to town this week. Um, they're two and four. I think they're two and four, right? They're two and four. We're two and four. Um, Everybody's two and four. Yep. Every, there you go. And we got to get something done. They have one SEC win, and uh, we got one SEC win. So let's see what happens. These guys did beat Houston. Mutt. They beat Houston Nut and the uh, Ole Miss. You know. There you go. <laughs> Not a whole lot to say about that, huh, old dog? All right. That's a fight. No. It's an action-packed episode, as usual, dog fans. Thanks yes, for listening. Yes, it is. Hey, listen, we got some good calls. We got very good calls coming up here in just a second. Uh, good phone calls. Uh, thanks for listening. Give us a call at 706-363-0210 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate our listeners. We appreciate the calls. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you at the dog walk about 1030 Saturday morning, 1020 Saturday morning. Kickoff 1221. Homecoming, changing the collar, Big Bad Bruce. Go dogs. Hey, this is Jeff Langley from San Diego calling, and as I sit here in my Dogcast t-shirt listening to the Dogcast, basking in the glow of a dog victory, it occurs to me that instead of the illegal t-shirts this year again, what you ought to do is you ought to come up with a new Bulldog Intelligentsia t-shirt with, with you and old dog on the shirt, with, you know, whatever, you know, you want to put on there, but, but give us something that's just purely Dogcast. And, uh, cause man, I love my shirt and love the dog cast and keep it up, guys. Later. Super dogs here. Guys, you do a great job. Uh, three comments though after listening to last week's show that just driving me crazy, man. Uh, number one, we have not, we did not lose to Tennessee two years in a row, okay? Go back and check it. We won in 08. We did not get our ass kicked two years in a row. We got ass kicked in 07. Just had to clear that up because we did not, we're not almost going to lose three years in a row. Number two, the comment that, that kills me the most is everybody saying, oh man, well we did catch them off of a, a bad week, you know, Tennessee caught them with a hangover. What the hell are we on? We've been hung over for a month. You couldn't lose any more excruciating than we did last week. I mean, we got our shit together. We pulled our bootstraps up and won. So that goes out the window. Because if anybody had a, had a reason to cry and be sorry for themselves, it was us. And number three, we didn't beat Louisiana Lafayette. Yes, everybody keeps saying, I know they were terrible. Well, Luke Stalker could play for anybody. The two wide receivers, Gerald Jones, number 11, they could play for anybody. Uh, Jams and Jackson and half of that defense kicked our teeth in last year. We did not beat the sisters of the poor. I know they suck. Right now, they're struggling right now, but they do have players, they do have talent, they do have grown men on that team. So uh, keep up the good work. Just trying to clear that up. Uh, you know, poor Tennessee coming off that hangover. I know we, we were flying high after that Colorado loss. So anyway, over and out. Derek and old dog. This is Brazelton dog. Dog cast intelligence. Yeah, member number seventeen thirty four. Guys. Today is just so embarrassing with the news breaking from Caleb King. And, and here's, I, I, I would love to hear you guys give, give, uh, a really lengthy and healthy discussion on what it takes to run a championship program inside out, top to bottom, everything. Um, I read an article from Tony Dungy, who talked about, this was years ago, it talked about what it takes to 
have a championship franchise or organization. And he talked about that it all starts with the head coach, number one. Number two, great assistants, great facilitators, okay? Number three, um, great athletes. Uh, obviously, uh, I feel like the, the, maybe that's a, a point of concern for us. Number four, coachable athletes. And then number five, a good scheme. Now, guys, I, 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 my question is this, and I especially want to hear from, from Old Dog, because I, I think that maybe we're coming from a similar perspective on this, but is there a leadership deficit in Athens? And, and I say that, you know, not just from the football perspective, but maybe even, you know, we're talking about Damon Evans. You know, we're... we're you know, years back, we had our embarrassing issue with Coach Eric. Um, it's one thing when the, the, the kids won't follow you, but it just seems it just seems like that there is something missing here. Is is the message too nice? I, I don't know. Is is the consequ- are the consequences not enough? Um, is it the clientele that we're recruiting? What, what is it, guys, that we're getting wrong? What is it that is keeping us in the papers uh, the wrong way? Because it's, I mean, it's, you know, Old Dog used to joke about guys making the news in the summertime. You know, it, it seems like we're getting more and more of that. And, you know, we're not the freaking you, you know, of Miami back in the early 90s. You know, we're the University of Georgia. I just, I feel like that we're in a completely different tier, an echelon of, of, a, of a university like that that's, Full of corruption and scandal. I don't know. Anyways, that's my rant. Um, I appreciate the show. You guys are great. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. Go dogs.